0: You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in.
1: Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We're so glad you've joined us. <laughs> I am joined by my faithful co-host James Ross, lead pastor here at Church on Bay Shore. How's it going, man? It is going well. It's about to be May. That is unreal to me because I maybe it's because twenty twenty be May. Seems What's the Justin
0: Timberlake <laughs> thing? It's going to be May.
1: Oh, I don't, you know, I'm, I cannot remember. Because oh man,
0: you're supposed to sing every song. But I...
1: see, there's like this like i sincerely have a four-year gap in my life when i lived overseas Uh, before like like you could just access everything on the internet that i have like a four-year gap of pop american pop culture that is just pretty sure this
0: came out after that but yeah okay well you know
1: and then i was probably like in my phase of like i don't know if i can listen to that it's not
0: (laughs) so so when people are like what do you think about christina aguilera you're like who who's that (laughs) anyway
1: yeah, I w- basically my exposure to American culture was like whatever movie would be released, like the big blockbuster movies that would come out would be released. And remember then, when movies were released? Remember we would go to the theater? <laughs> no, that was pre-COVID. And and what we could download illegally on Kazaa, which
0: tells wow. you a
1: lot. Wow. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Wow! People, some people are like what even is that i don't actually know it's, i just it was like file sharing it was, okay you know but everything yeah it was wrong and yeah i confess that uh at the time we all thought it was okay because it wasn't like I don't know. Anyway, so moving when on. you
0: like confess that, like, was it like a youth camp where you burn your CDs? <laughs> we like, every did c- you burn we your iPods, threw our laptops, your in iPods? There. Remember iPods? iPods. I remember when There's I remember a-
1: seeing the first iPod and thinking that is ridiculous. That's never going to catch on, and that's why you don't come to me for investment. <laughs> <laughs> it right was like, that's so weird. Google shmoogle. Why would you want something so Amazon small and M-Amazon. convenient? M-Amazon. Don't you want to use your disc man <laughs> <laughs> that skips when you hit bumps in <laughs> the road? Oh goodness. Oh. Oh, wow. You're also like, like, Netflix, that's stupid. (laughs) No. We were late adapters to Netflix, and it was because it was gifted to us. Then we were like, man, this is great. Yeah. Uh, But we are talking about difficult people. We are wrapping up this uh, series of Boggy Talk, talking about difficult people. We've talked about difficult personalities. We've talked about conflict. We've talked about differences of beliefs. And today we're talking about what really is the heaviest, but also probably the most clear uh, issue to deal with uh, and that is how do we deal with a uh, difficult sin or people who are, are we low and that we love but who are walking uh, in a pattern or this living in a sinful way and so hmm. we, we, what it, this is what we're talking about specifically is not things that we just are matters of our opinion about right. what's right and wrong but things that scripture teaches are, Wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, basically, if I were to encounter you downloading movies on Kazaa yes, or whatever it was, You're how like, would hey, I? Man. How would I deal with <laughs> that's that? Right. right. You should
1: say that's wrong. And I, yeah, you know. And even when I try to justify, well, it's just what's wrong. It's wrong. And I, sh- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have done yeah. It. So. so, so, so I
0: think that first we need to be in a church that teaches the Bible so we yes. know what sin is, because I do think that the world is very confused about what is Absolutely. and not sin now. Um, but, uh, so let's say we think someone's sinning. How about that? You know, and are doing something on a regular basis. So, what do we do? Well, um, you know, I, I think that we start with Jesus's words. I think it's always good to start with Jesus's words. And I want to start with Matthew seven, you know, where he says the famous judge, not lest you be judged mm-hmm. passage. That gets thrown
1: around a lot. Like, Hey, yeah, you can't judge yeah.
0: me. Right. So basically people have misunderstood that to mean like, I literally can't say anything about anyone ever. Who are the, you to judge? Right. Which the problem with that is, um, the rest of the Bible. Yep. So you, <laughs> the best interpretation of scripture is other scripture. So mm-hmm. we know then we're supposed to deal with each other and we'll talk more about that. So, you know, it, it to, I agree. We're not the judge. Right. But I do know what the judge says. Right. <laughs> and I am supposed to talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. So we're not the law giver. Right. We're we're just the law, you know, breakers, <laughs> first <Right>. of all. <laughs> and And I think that's where it starts in Matthew seven. It says, you know, first remove the plank out of your eye. Right. So you can see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's mm-hmm. eye. And he's he's talking to the Pharisees who made it. Um, their profession to call out sin in other people. And he was like, you're missing these big issues in your life. So I do think like we need to start in a position of being people who are in the word ourselves and who are asking God and asking others to deal with our sin.
1: I think we should start there. Absolutely, because... I, and we, I think we say this almost every week in some way or the other. It all begins with humility because right. we are in no place to judge. We do know what the judge says, but we we have to first examine ourselves. And I think you know, as a parent, you know, I'm you know, we're teaching our you know, we have kids in middle school, and that's when they start to really become aware of like just. How bad people can be, you right. know, they're aware of someone elementary, but as they get to middle school, that's where a lot of paths diverge. Where these they've had friends, uh, not just how bad they
0: could smell, like right. genuinely how much they smell. <laughs> right.
1: not just the smell, um, but it's like they're they're become they've had these friends since elementary school, and now they're kind of like paths are diverging because choices are being made, and and they're starting to identities really being formed, yeah, right? and they're really yeah. wrestling with how do we, and so this is a passage we've talked a lot about as a family because what we don't want to do, and it's hard because. You know, that age is like so black and white. And it's just, we, what we don't want to do is teach our kids to, like, that person's bad, that person's bad, that person, you know, because that's not the heart. But there is right and wrong. Yeah. And we can't judge right and wrong in others without first examining our own hearts, because that does lead to hypocrisy, to you know, being Pharisaical in things and saying like that, and self righteousness. Yeah. So it begins with this all. All correction uh, begins with humility, and it's important too to remember that it begins with our humility. But the goal of all correction is restoration. Yeah. So the goal of the goal of correction isn't to correct the goal of correction or confrontation or approaching someone about sin, the goal is always restoration.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what should happen is as we're students of the word, the word's working in and through us and it's changing us. And then we're thinking about other people who that applies to? Who we love and we have proximity to, or because we know the word, we we see people doing things, and the spirit is like, "Hey, that's not good for them, you know, and possibly not good for other people." So in that passage in Matthew seven, it does say, "Once you've taken the plank out of your eye, you can see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye." So then there is, "Hey, now I'm going to deal with um, their sin," and you know, Galatians chapter six. It's a great passage, which gives us some instruction in what to do. So in Galatians six, it says, brethren, if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. So first, you know, hey. I realized I need to do this with a spirit of gentleness. So um, the, the words that are being used here actually refer to the words that be used in restoring uh, resetting a bone. Mm-hmm. So if a bone Oof. is dislocated, if a bone you know needs to be reset, it's going to hurt, right? So dealing with sin.
1: Exactly. It's going to hurt.
0: I mean, when you were downloading those movies,
1: <laughs> we're going to keep coming back
0: to that. When you were downloading those movies. I told movies, myself, confession. And I come to you and I say, dude, why are you doing that? Like, that's going to hurt. So I need to be as right. gentle as I can. Just like a physician right. needs to not
1: inflict extra pain on the person. Exactly. Because no one wants to receive correction Initially, I mean, granted, as God grows us over time, I think we grow to welcome correction because we know, and especially, well, we welcome correction from people that we love and that we know love us. Yeah. Um, But no one just wants it. No one walks around thinking, man, I hope I get corrected a lot today. (laughs) I hope that people point out (laughs) that I'm, you know, no one wants that. So you gotta be aware of that. Yeah. Uh, and, And people, you're not in control either of how people respond you are in control of how you deliver that correction. Yeah. And that's why I've been the word says, you know, it is with a spirit of gentleness, in gentleness, and the goals restoration. Yeah. And
0: and and Paul goes on to say, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. And I and I've typically heard this as uh, with two implications. One is so you're going to this person and you're dealing with the sin. So first of all, you don't want to be tempted to have pride mm-hmm. to react to them as they react to you and whatever, like you want to make sure as you're correcting someone, you're being Christ-like. So you're not tempted to be unchrist like And then the second is, you know, if you're trying to restore someone who's in sin, like, Hey, I could easily end up falling into the sin that they're in. Right. <laughs> they could mm-hmm. convince me. So I really need to be examining that I'm coming to them to be, Hey, I want Jesus to be what's glorified through this correction.
1: Yeah. And I, th- I think too, sometimes we struggle with how to bring this up in a relationship. And the truth is, is like, if you've got a close relationship, that's, I mean, you you should be able to just bring it up. And, but I think a lot of times, you know, when we look at a passage like Matthew 18, which talks about how to handle this within the church, that, you know, if someone's offended you, if if there's an offense, if someone's in in sin, like you are to go to that person. And I think a lot of times what happens is like, I'm not going to go to that person. I'm going to go to someone else and talk about them. And we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for them. You went there, (laughs) boy. You went there. I've noticed that James is really, so let's pray for him. Uh Or it's Uh like, I'm not going to go to that person. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the pastor. Right. And it's like, hey, there's a time when you should, if you can't resolve it. But you should go to them. Right. Correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, yeah, I mean, people, <laughs> I, there's a difference in someone going and saying, hey, I need help with how to talk to this person, because right. I've never done this before. Like that, that's different. Um, but,
1: but it's different when they're like, I think you need to talk to. Yeah, me. yeah.
0: And, and and I get asked that often, you know, hey, people come to me and say, hey, so and so did such or whatever, blah, blah. blah. And my first question is have you talked to them? And Unless the situation is very severe and there's big consequences, like I'm never going to go to that person because they need to follow Matthew 18 first because Jesus is Lord. Um, you know, but but you, you said something so important if we have a relationship. And this is why you know, the context of biblical community is the best way yes. to approach this. And when Paul in Galatians 6 says this, so, so we're going to them in private, according to Matthew 18, he says, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. So here's the deal. If you go to them and you confront them in their sin, are you ready to walk with them?
1: Yeah, that is a key right there. (laughs) Because their burden is your burden. Yes. And I think that's another place where people just uh, just don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's like, I correct you. All right, go fix it. Yeah, right. But it, restoring and gentleness is, it's walking with someone. And yeah. I think, you know, I go back to a situation uh, that I was in with, with someone who, uh, he was struggling in a lot of different ways. And his uh, he was a fairly new Christian, had a lot of baggage uh, from life um, and his wife actually reached out and was like he's just struggling uh, and you know and I appreciate that she did reach out because she was trying and she she had got to the point and she just confessed in this hey I've, I've tried to fix this and I just realized I can't we need help uh, and so um, I went to him and we met and he was not happy that I was and it was someone that I knew I knew him well uh, he but he was not happy. Uh, And he wasn't happy with her. He wasn't happy with me. He wasn't happy with God. Uh, He just wasn't happy. But it's like, I just told him, it's like, you don't have to like me right now, but I love you. And Mm. I've got Mm. to talk to you about this because your reaction to this is telling to me that this is legit. Now, I don't, you know, I'm not getting in what she says, he said, but what I am going to do. And then over, I mean, over the next, I can't remember how long it was, but um, we met. And we went through a study together. It was restorative because the goal was, hey, we're not trying to like just point this out. It's wrong. But like the goal is let's let's be healed. Yeah, uh, oh, you know, good. Like, you know, <laughs> James says that in, in the book of James. <laughs> no, James, no, I, say that, James. I do say you that You do though. say that, but the <laughs> but book of James yeah. says, confess yourselves <laughs> to yeah, one another right. so that you may be healed. And it was yeah. like, he, you know, and, and he doesn't, he just needed someone to walk with him because he he didn't he had never really actually experienced what it was like yeah. to be corrected and loved in that correction, and not not judged, not condemned. There was no condemnation other than hey, this was wrong, right? <laughs> um, and there wasn't condemnation in that because it goes back to like hey, my, I'm I get it wrong too, yeah. But we're gonna walk together. We're gonna go to the Lord. We're gonna go to the Lord. We're gonna learn what it looks like to to grow in this relationship. And I think all believers are capable of doing that with someone and should do that yeah. and be willing to do that.
0: So let me read the other verses here in Galatians 6, and I have a question for you on that. So oh. he, Paul goes on to say, for if anyone thinks he has something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So again, you know, really putting us in the position of humility. And he says, but each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another, which is really like, you know, in what God is doing through you, for each one will bear his own load. And so, you know, th- this passage is saying like, hey, you know, we shouldn't feel better about ourselves based on where somebody is. We should be examining our, our own self. And I think part of that is, okay, God, I see this sin. I'm accountable to God for talking to this person about their sin and remaining humble. Now for you, you're like the cruise ship director. Like you, you, you I, your, your, your jam would be like, everything's free. Everybody gets to party. Everybody gets to have fun. So how did it feel when you have to go to someone- I
1: hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I do not enjoy that at all. Like it's, it is so uh, antithetical to my personality to be that person, to be yeah. like, hey, but- Jesus trumps that. Right. Like, you know, and so his command to do it. So I don't enjoy it. I did not like, and I, I probably, I, I, if when I'm in situations like that, I strum like, okay, how do I word this? (laughs) I'm going to call. Oh, no, I can call later. Like I I will put it off. Uh But then it's like, you've got to do it. Uh, And, and I think, we can say, well, that's just not my personality, so I'm going to get someone else. But ultimately, who has the relationship? Right. I had the relationship. Right. You know, there wasn't anybody else that had the relationship that could have done that. Uh, and that's not me. Not anyth- That was just God's providence yeah. in that situation. Uh, and and so you just have to say, you know what, what's, what's at stake here? And I think we ha- we've got to, in these instances, say the flip side of this is, what is at stake if I don't confront
0: Um, this? That's great.
1: What is at stake if I don't approach this person? Yeah. Well, it could have been that we just say, you know what, we're just gonna let it ride and see. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm not God. I can't see the future. I can't see the unknown. I can't see the alternate ending. But I would predict they may not have made it as a family because Mm. it was some deep-seated issues. And I don't know that they would have made it. Maybe they would have, but... It would have been a longer, more painful road that if someone had not intervened. Now, this this person also had some other people who weren't at this level of being able to speak to him, but also but were a, kind of a hey, we still love you, we mm-hmm. still, and really, uh, we're able to model what acceptance looks mm-hmm. like, uh, not accepting a, a behavior, but accepting a person, mm-hmm. and I think. Honestly, that's a struggle in the church uh, is that people uh, aren't as forthcoming with struggles because they don't feel. Yeah, Whether it is true or not, they don't feel that uh, they have a, a safe yeah. place to confess yeah. sin. And that's something that we've got to say, okay, where is where do we as a church, where do we as people uh, grow in that to make sure that people can openly yeah. seek help, but also openly receive help?
0: So so what is the gospel? The gospel is that we are fully known and fully loved. Yeah. And most people have not experienced that. Yeah, absolutely. By their parents, by yeah. their spouse, everything. There's some kind of condition you know, attached. And, and so when we say, I know who you are, like, you know, I, I see you mm. and I see that it's not all good, <laughs> Yeah, but I still love you. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it means when yeah, I see you. I'm that's going what it anywhere. means when it, God yeah. sees you. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's so important. And, you know, and we have to be careful, careful here when we're dealing with confl- confronting sin, because, you know, some of us can say, okay, so we're supposed to go to them in sin. And so now I'm just obeying Jesus and that's my motivation. But remember what Jesus said with the two greatest commandments. To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And all the other commandments hang on that. So then his commandment to go to somebody and confront them in their sin actually is because we love God and love people. And if we're not doing out that purpose, we're missing Jesus's heart in confronting sin.
1: Absolutely. Because it's the goal is to restore. Yeah. And you know that's that's why Jesus came. He came to reconcile man to the Father. And yeah. and that's what we are called to do. You know, the scripture says that we are agents of reconciliation. And so that part of that is saying, hey, you know, here's what's at stake if you don't Do this. And that you are, you know, there's a way that seems right to men, but the end of it leads to death. Right. And the path you're on is leading to destruction. Now that's a message that no one really wants to hear. uh, Because we want to think we're right. But ultimately that message delivered with, with love uh, and gentleness, but conviction and truth. And what you talked about earlier, like the, the, the willingness to walk with someone. That's the game changer Yeah, is that you're willing to walk with someone. I'll say on the flip side of that. You can't control how someone responds, no, no. Uh, you know, cause I've had that conversation mm-hmm. with people and I know that you have too, and they don't want to, that's it. I'm yeah. not doing it. I'm not walking there. I'm going to go on and live how I want to live.
0: But, but, but I will say that most of the time I've encountered that people do respond, yeah. you know, when you go to them, you know, in about their sin, they respond, but like you said, they don't always. And so then Jesus says, if they don't yeah, take one or two others with you.
1: Yep, exactly. And that's. I, yeah,
0: I, I think this is important because <laughs> I do think that often what you find out is, dude, this isn't actually that big of a deal. <laughs> like you, you're like so upset about your spouse's sin or you're so upset about that person. And really, it's not a big deal. And that one or two other people are going to be like, hey, this is more of a personality issue. This is more whatever. But mm-hmm. so 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 I think there's safety for you. But then it also gives more credibility to what you're saying when you go to them with one or two other people. Um And and, man, Jesus is so wise. Businesses follow this model in conflict,
1: exactly. And I think to a danger, or not a danger, but a unique. A danger, danger. We're gonna gonna rename this. Danger. danger talk. Danger 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 (laughs) (laughs) talk. But I think it's a danger for us in the Western Church uh, because I, I go back to this conversation we had. You were talking about Matthew 18, and you know that's often used as you know it, well, it's not often it is used as the model for like church discipline for confronting issues and uh, when we were in India they you were always thinking people
0: bringing out a paddle in church discipline when you hear that <laughs> no it sounds
1: terrible yeah. I think about when we were in India and the pastors were asking us about how to handle a situation uh, you know and we we're like well hey you know where there was this issue going on in the church and like well here's what Matthew 18 says we want to always go about at the scripture not like what we do in America but like here's what the Bible says and they were like oh so this is what you do in America you know you go to that person <laughs> yeah, like, you go uh, to that person and then we were like, uh, well, in theory, <laughs> but here's what happens in the United States is that you really rarely get to that point yeah, because they they people leave. just leave. People yeah. just leave a church. Like, I just am walking away. Yeah. I'm going to go somewhere else where no one's going to know my business. Uh-huh. And, and that's a danger for us. And that goes back to we have got to put ourselves in a situations in relationships where we can be called uh, into account. Uh, and that sounds yeah. scary. And it kind of is, you know, to be open and live your life in such a way. But, you know, I think on the flip side of that, we talk about, uh, you know, people often will say, well, Christians are just hypocrites. And they'll use the divorce rate. They'll say, well, yeah, yeah. Christians get divorced just as much as uh, as non-Christians. And I'm like, well, let's talk about, yeah, those num- numbers That's actually be not true. It's That's not really true, not true. But, 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 it yeah. just gets turned out. but I'm also thinking... How many marriages have been saved because Ooh. these couples were in community? Yeah, they had fellowship and they had people who would walk with them. How many, uh, you know, rebellious children have been brought back because there was community around yeah. that family? How we don't we can't quantify those results because we yeah. truthfully don't know. I do believe there's families within our church and families within other churches who who probably wouldn't make it. Mm-hmm. if they didn't have people right. around them who were who were pouring into them. And so this is why we talk about belonging to God's family. Yeah. A beautiful piece of belonging to the God's family is that you have people who care enough about you to tell you the truth. Yeah, you know, I, I
0: go back to your failure with Kazab I mean, Man,
1: moral. You know, it was, there's people on the
0: mission back. field like, you know, you're in that community and you didn't listen to that one guy who told you you should stop doing that. <laughs> and so you were like, ah, he does Napster. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Right. And so <laughs> the, 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 then, you know, a, a few other guys talk to you about it. And at that point, it's like, okay, if he's not responding, you do take it to the church. And, and I think, you, you know, you need to ask your, I think this is a great question to ask. And I have been asked this by people joining our church. Like, how does the church follow that? For us, we have trustees and pastors who represent. Represent the congregation because every matter doesn't need to be brought before the whole congregation Um, in a smaller church it might be but really at that point it's taken a church leadership and 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 it's dealt with and so there's a higher severity you know uh, of the issue but back to your point it rarely gets there because people typically leave and so that's why you, you do need to really engage at that first level you know i remember and again i happen to be the pastor but A woman came to me in our previous church and she was like, Hey, I don't, I'm having trouble making friends. And, you know, I feel like I I make this group of friends and then they don't want to hang out with me and don't want to hang out with me. And like everybody knew, like, she's a gossip. And so finally I was like, Well, maybe you don't have any friends because you gossip. Man, I was. I know people think I'm blunt. like, well, and I am. So they're right. <laughs> they don't think like, it. I but don't want to say that. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. You won't. You won't actually I, want to be.
0: I'm like, she's gonna leave and go to Emanuel, like because <laughs> I said this and probably did. Uh, but you know, I'm like, I love her too much for her to keep experiencing this without anybody telling her. And I wish people would just tell people now on that. I will say what was cool about our relationship in Crestview is when people would, cause naturally like our churches were similar. And so people would just jump yeah. from no, the other I'll church just go there. and we would just say, Hey, is there an issue? Like they're running from, and there rarely was. I mean, it right. was usually just like, yeah, they're running from a personality conflict or, <laughs> yeah. or people like a fresh start in January and fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like legitimately, <laughs> but like, it was like, Hey, we just want to make sure like, because we love these people that they're not running from some major issue. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's, what's so awesome is when churches can cooperate as we talked about in our last podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, to where, Hey, like the believers in this community care about people, you know, so you can't just hide.
1: Yeah. That's our natural tendency is we want to hide. We want to run from the confrontation. Uh, Even I think most are there people who just love confrontation? Yeah, most people don't, you know. So, but we have to be people who who say, you know, we are willing to do the hard work of confronting things, talking about things we may not want to talk about, for the sake of the witness of the gospel, mm-hmm. and for the sake of people, you know, who uh, you know, for eternity, you know, Paul says that in, in 1 Corinthians five that you know you you go through these steps, and then ultimately, if they aren't listening, you, you it says deliver them over to Satan, so that their souls can be saved. Like basically it's inviting God's discipline upon them. So that in the end they would be restored. Uh, And that's, that's, you know, no no one
0: wants that. And this is a key part of this. I don't, I think you were there when I was teaching the pastors in India and I was like, got through Matthew 18. And it was like, okay, now you, you treat them like a tax collector and sinner. And I'm like, so how do you treat tax collectors and sinners and they're like, You know, I don't know what they said, but like, crucify him, you know, basically. And I am like, well, Well, how did did Jesus treat tax collectors Mm -hmm. and sinners? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He invited them to follow him. So so what I would say is when you get to that point where they haven't responded to your correction, they haven't responded to two or three or one or two witnesses, they haven't responded to church leadership, you now not... Again, judge not lest you be judged. That means, you know, hey, just because they're a sinner doesn't mean they're saved. So you're not saying for sure they're not a save, but based on their response, you treat them as if they don't grasp the gospel, mm-hmm. as if God isn't the authority in their life. And so now your goal for that person who's in sin, say maybe it's a sexual sin, uh, maybe it's, you know, just it's it's alcohol, maybe it's whatever, is not to deal with their issue. Now it's to help them see the gospel, mm-hmm. which you should be doing all along, but you're not, you're not, you're no right. longer debating the sin. Yeah they're not responding. Right. It's to help them see Jesus. Yeah,
1: that's the goal. And I think, you know, it's easy to think about big issues when we come to this like, oh, this this guy's cheating on his wife or but like it, or just, this
0: guy's downloading illegal yeah, movies on Kazaa. <laughs> right.
1: But I think it's like it goes to the the small things too that, you know, uh there's a book called like I think it's called Acceptable Sins or Respectable Sins. It's like things that just aren't that we don't talk about as much because we just, as a culture, like, well, that's fine, you know? Gossip, materialism, greed, envy, jealousy. And that's where you have to have that relate, not have to, but that's where you, it's so much more easily received from someone that you trust and that you're in a relationship with. And I was thinking back to a time when that same group, that same Bible study in our house, and then a couple of them, uh, it was afterwards, people were just hanging out and a couple of them were like telling jokes that were like uh, racist and, and I don't think that they even realized that they were like the tone that they were saying these things. And so my wife was like, Hey, why are you telling those kind of jokes? And, and it was like, it wasn't. And and she said, of course they, she had relational equity. They, you know, all that, but it was like, they had not thought about it. So I think sometimes it's like blatantly, people just know blatantly. And sometimes it's like, that's wrong. And you've actually, and here's why, you know, you're telling jokes about people who are created in the image of God.
0: Right, yeah. You
1: know, and they stopped and they, didn't do it again, at least in our house, you know, yeah. uh, and, you know, I think it did. And it's, it was a maturing moment. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, it's easy to pick on the big things, mm-hmm. but it's those small, and, and I wouldn't, not that we're saying there's, you know, scales of sins, but those are, those I mean, are there that, is, yeah, people but, don't want to say <laughs> right, that, but there is right, based yeah, but, on the Bible. But those things would be seen as more acceptable, right? you yeah. know, and they're not, they shouldn't right. be. And that's where we've got to say, Hey, we're with you. Yeah. And I, I mean,
0: all of it is, you're right. I think different cultures, you know, accept different sins, you know, and, and the, the authority is the word. We need to be people of the word and people who divide the word with meekness. Yeah. And so we're humble about the word and it's working in and through us. And so then our desire for correction is not because we want to feel better, which is what Paul's warning about. It's because we love people mm-hmm. and we see the goodness of God's word. And I mean, community... Is so important. And so I would say this, like, if you're hearing this and you're like, this is why I'm not very connected to the church. And maybe you've even experienced this yeah. in a negative way. Like, I agree. People, people cherry pick, people mm-hmm. elevate certain sins, and there are such problems with the church. But I would rather be a part because I know my tendency of a church that gets this wrong from time to time, then be withdrawn and not have this kind account of accountability because I am more scared of myself isolated yeah, without accountability than I am of being corrected on things that shouldn't be corrected on. And by the way, I'm a pastor and I get corrected on things all the time that really are not big deals. So yeah, like we, grammar, but you know, Hey,
1: <laughs> lots of, we get lots, of <laughs> yeah, lots of that. Yes, we get so, a lot of that grammar talk. That's you know. right. That's, that'll be our next episode. Grammar yes, talk. Yes. So uh, yeah, So that being said, uh, we have got to be people who are not afraid to address the hard stuff. And we've also got to be people who are not afraid to receive the hard correction. And that goes, that is no matter how long we've been a Christian, no matter how long, how much we know, we've just got to be humble people.
0: And and some of these sins, like they're not going to fix the next day. Like you you don't you don't become a Christian and get saved and then everything changes the next day. Like that's bad theology. Mm -hmm. If you actually believe that. So like, just to realize like, just because like, I think sometimes it's arrogant that we think because I said to this person, they need to stop X and I'm right, that they're going to stop it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, this might be a lifelong journey of alcoholism. This might be a lifelong journey of sexual identity struggle. This might be a lifelong journey of fill in the blank am I going to walk with that person through their struggle? Because Jesus is going to still work right. in and through them because he did over and over again in the Bible and he does in our lives.
1: Yes, he does in our lives. He's faithful to us. He doesn't like say just, all right, I told you once, get dragged <laughs> together, you know? <laughs> you know, and I think, especially like if, you, if you're someone who I mean, we've all got issues, we're all still growing. We're also like, you know, I told this somebody one time, it's like he became a Christian like in his forties and he was like frustrated. About like why he still struggled with things and going and I was like, okay, man, like you've got like we've all got baggage, but you've got like forty something years of junk like, in the trunk, just just stuff yeah, <laughs> junk yeah, in the yeah. trunk, yeah, just dragging when he drops. <laughs> you know and. So it's just going to take time. Yes, you have the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, you have the supernatural power of God indwelling you, and He's gonna, like, you're going to accelerate through this, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to yeah. take time. It takes mm. time to undo uh, wrong thinking. It takes time to undo wrong behaviors, patterns, habits, uh, thought patterns, all those things. And that's why we have the body of Christ. And
0: repentance isn't a one-time thing. It's a daily thing, right? All the time. Yeah. So yeah. that guy just, I mean, there's a lot of I'm sorry's. So you didn't yeah. say, girl, stop apologizing.
1: No. No, you're again with a Rachel Hollis. <laughs> girl, read your Bible. With uh, uh, the Rachel Hollis reference. So uh, there we go. I guess we need to end. <laughs> that's always my
0: cue that I think we should start wrapping <laughs> this up is just, right. just bring that in.
1: you Rachel Hollis <laughs> quote. So that being said, hey, if you've got questions, need clarification, please send us a message. Hey, if you're struggling with something, you need someone to walk through something with you, send us a message. I, and beyond all that, seek community. I mean, that mm-hmm. is, I, I mm-hmm. said this, we pinned into this, but in all of this, I think prevention's the best cure. That's right. Issues yeah. and, and guarding our hearts, uh, staying on guard and having people holding us up. And that's, God designed us that way. So we are so thankful you have joined us. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button uh, so you don't miss uh, the next content that's coming out. Which It's is, exciting. it's And it's going to be planned soon. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for listening to
0: Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.